0: Thanksgiving is not just a holiday, it is a way of life. As we study the scriptures with Scott Pauley today, we pray that God will help us learn how to develop grateful hearts and homes. I believe in the power of prayer. I hope you believe in the power of prayer, and I hope you've seen it at work in your life. But this week, I want to talk to you about the power of praise. Did you know that the Word of God speaks as much about praise as it does about prayer? And yet, we spend much more time asking than adoring. If you look at your time with God and uh, take a careful analysis of it, I wonder what percentage of it is spent asking God for something. And what percentage of it is spent simply worshiping and praising and enjoying God? Did it ever dawn on you that God should get as much joy from your time with Him as you do? That when you come to God, you're not simply coming to get something, you're coming to give something. And the one thing you can give is you can offer what the writer of Hebrews called the sacrifice of praise. I think one of the great psalms of praise is Psalm 100. It's a famous psalm. I want to read it to you. It's only five verses long. And then I want to try to teach you some truths that God is teaching me from this psalm of praise. As a matter of fact, uh, this is interesting, but the, the little title of Psalm 100 in our Bible says a psalm of praise. And the word that is used there for praise is synonymous with the idea of thanksgiving. How do we praise God? We praise Him by giving Him thanks. And here's what the writer says. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. If I could challenge you to take this psalm and make it your psalm for the week, write it somewhere that, that you're going to see it, put it somewhere in your home that you'll see it frequently. And maybe the front of the refrigerator, we go there pretty frequently, don't we? Or you may choose to put it in your vehicle so you see it every morning when you leave, or on the mirror as you get ready. Memorize it. Talk about it with your family, because... Psalm 100 teaches us about the power of praise. Notice, please, that this psalm gives praise as a command. It is something we are commanded to do. This is not just optional. It's mandatory for a Christian that's going to truly honor the Lord. Did you know there's a discipline to praise? When people talk about the disciplines of the Christian life, they talk about the discipline of Bible reading and the discipline of prayer Perhaps the discipline of church attendance or the discipline of fasting or of witnessing. And those are all fine. They're wonderful. And there is a discipline to the Christian life. But I think one of the often neglected disciplines is the discipline of praise. You see, praise is more than emotion. It's a decision. I don't just praise the Lord when I feel like it. I no, I must praise the Lord all the time because God is always worthy of our praise. He begins this particular psalm by saying, make a joyful noise. And then he says in verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. I believe that one of the great secrets to living a happy Christian life and to doing what you do with gladness is to do it with a heart filled with praise. You know, I meet so many unhappy servants of the Lord. That's awful to even say, isn't it? The people who are serving the Lord, who are, who are in God's work, who are laboring, but they seem absolutely miserable doing it. I don't believe that the Lord expects His servants to be unhappy and unjoyful. Uh, The devil and sin uh, and this world, they are cruel taskmasters. They are pharaohs that drive the people and that bring emptiness. But our God, oh, we have a good master. And uh, those who serve Him ought to serve Him with gladness. How does that happen? It happens when we discover the power of praise. Let me show you, first of all, that praise is powerful because of who we are praising. It's not because of us. It's not because we sing beautifully or we pray beautiful prayers or we do it right. As a matter of fact, I think so many times our praise is so very weak. And uh, so often it's even done with very little thought of the God who's being praised. If you're more concerned with what others are hearing, if you're more concerned with what others are thinking, then you're really not praising God. Because praise is all centered in Him. That's what makes it powerful. It's all about the Lord. You see, pride and praise cannot live in the same heart. And so the only way to truly praise the Lord is I have to humble myself and He has to be the one exalted and lifted up. Listen to verse number 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. True praise won't puff you up. True praise will humble you. It will put you in your place because it keeps God in His place. It is praise based on knowledge. It doesn't just mean that I have a, a certain emotion and feeling, and so I'm giving vent to that. I thank the Lord for sanctified emotion, and I love to sense the presence and the glory of the Lord in my soul. But notice it begins with knowledge. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. If you need to praise God, begin by meditating on who God is. If you truly want to worship the Lord, don't begin with what you are going to do. Begin with what He has already done. And specifically in verse number 3 of Psalm 100, the psalmist gives us two things we should meditate on about our God. Two things about the one to whom we are bringing our praise. Number one, He's the God who made us we go all the way back to the beginning Uh, if you want to begin your praise the right way begin where God begins begin by praising the God of creation the God who said light and there was light and it was very good the God who was so kind as to make you in his image the God who was so wonderful that he provided in the creation everything that you would need for life the God who desired fellowship with man from the very beginning And when you're reminding yourself that God made you, don't forget the next phrase, and not we ourselves. We live in a world of people who think of themselves as self-made people. There are no self-made people. Every good thing God has made. And if the Lord is doing something in your life right now, remind yourself often, it is not you, it is the Lord. In the words of the Apostle Paul, Galatians 2.20, not I, but Christ. Paul wrote in another place, to the church at Corinth, and he said, What do you have that you haven't received? In other words, every good thing in your life comes to you from the God who made you. And then, not only is He the God who made you, but the rest of the verse says, We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Now, why move to that analogy? Uh, The psalmist David was a, a shepherd, and he understood this illustration and frequently used it in his writings. But there's a principle here He's not only the God who made you, He's the God who leads you and feeds you. He not only is the God of your beginning, He is the God of every step on your journey. He has led you all the way. He has protected you from every enemy and He feeds you day by day, both physically and spiritually, both what your your external needs are and your internal, your outer man and your inner man. He is not only your creator, He is your shepherd. And you are His child. You are His sheep. And that, friend, ought to be enough to lead you to praise. Praise is powerful because of who we are praising. We thank God for you and trust that today's study was an encouragement in your journey with Christ. For additional helps, visit us online at scottpauley.org. And remember, grateful people are the ones enjoying the journey.